0: At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Amen. I may remember at one time we ministered on a specific subject and I had a chair. How many remember? Who was the chair for? The Holy Spirit. Ooh, somebody remembers. Anytime you use anything people remember, right? And, and any kind of prop that you use, people remember. So I had our Holy Spirit chair brought up here today. <clears throat> so today, I want to talk for a few minutes about what I'm going to be ministering on either this coming Wednesday or starting the next Wednesday, I'm not sure which one, Um, on Wednesday nights, we're going to be ministering on the Holy Spirit and talking about the person of the Holy Spirit and some things about him that I feel like God has been giving me about him as a person that I've not taught before. I know I say that a lot, but it's absolute truth. When you get greater revelation from God, there's things that you've not taught or you've not seen or you've not understood before when you get deeper revelations from God. And so, um, I feel like like what I wanted to do today was just kind of prepare you for what we're going to share on, just talk a little bit about it. Um, and, And... you know, somewhat just breaking the ice of what I feel like God wants to, to discuss and talk about. Um, and I want to read a few verses of Scripture, and then I want to tell you some things that God's been showing me about the Holy Spirit that um, is vital for humanity in this hour. It's vital that we understand the Holy Spirit. I feel like many people don't understand him. And I'm talking about people in the church. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm talking about people that have been born again for years, but don't really understand who he is. He's a he. The Bible calls him a he. And whatever the Bible says is so. He's a he. He's a person. And we've got to understand him and understand his value. The last time I ministered on this and I had a chair up here, I made the point that there has to become in all of our lives a greater understanding of his presence at all times. This chair represents his seat, and he's here. He's not just in the seat, but it's, this represents his place. He's seated in our hearts. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Holy Spirit is in the earth, seated in our hearts if we've received him. He's there. If you're born again, then he is in your life. He's in your heart. And he wants to be active. He doesn't want to be on the sidelines. He doesn't want to stay sitting. He wants to be up and active. But you're the key to his activity. Only it, 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 if, if it doesn't come from you, if you don't allow him, he will not overpower you and make things happen. And, you know, when I'm saying we've got to understand it, it's, it, it people... There's so many people that wouldn't agree with what I just said. There's so many people that think today that God is in control of the earth. Well, if that's the case, then we've got a messed up God because this is a messed up planet. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness but he gave authority in the earth to the sons of men. And I promise you, you and I are not smart enough to run this place. I can tell you that right now. We don't have the wherewithal to run it. But he does, and he sent us somebody to live inside of us, and he's the not-doer, he's the helper. And when he's helping us, then we can run this, this planet. We can run this country. We can run this planet with his help. And we've got to understand him. We truly have to understand him. The only problem in the earth, the only, only, there's one problem in the earth, and that is the Holy Spirit is not having his way. Because we're too selfish, we think we know it all, And and the reason is we don't understand him. Well, we know, you know, many Christians know about the Holy Spirit they're born again. Some people believe that there's a separate experience after being born again and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's not two separate spirits. It's, It's a different manifestation of the Spirit. And we see it all through the book of Acts. It's not something dreamed up and made up by some group of people. It's all through the book of Acts, and we teach on it. And we'll touch on it in in the weeks ahead as we're talking about the Holy Spirit. But today, I just want to remind you of some things and then tell you two things that I want you to take from today and be meditating on for your life, in your life being benefited in a greater way, by your awareness of the fact that his presence is seated in your life. He is here right now. He is right here in our midst. He's everywhere. But you and I need to be aware of that and realize if he's for me, nothing can be against me. Nothing. So I want to read just a number of scriptures And so just follow with me. Galatians 5 and verse 16. We read this earlier. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. So... What you and I have to learn to do is walk in the spirit and then you won't. You won't what? None of the other stuff. Walk in the spirit and you won't. So we gotta know how to walk in the spirit. We we should know how to walk in the spirit. <clears throat> And we know how, I believe most of you in here know how to walk in the Spirit to a certain level, but we have to always be increasing. We we have this, we have the tendency in this lifestyle to like kind of top out in our revelations. You need fresh revelation all the time. Fresh. Fresh revelation all the time. John 14 and verse 15, he said, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. And who is this? Who is this other helper? The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. This is Jesus saying to his disciples and those that were with him on, on the other side of the cross. So today he is in us. Today he is with us. He said, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. <clears throat> um. And this is what we're going to spend time on because he said, he said, I will pray the Father and I will give you another helper. So who was the first helper? It was Jesus. He was the first one that came. And then he told his disciples, I mean, it, the, the only miracles that they saw happen is wherever Jesus was. And then he said, it's going to benefit you that I go away. And they freaked out. Right? Right? because it didn't look like there was any benefit of anything of any kind of him leaving because he's the only one that that where something different was happening and he said he said in this in in that second part he said the one that I the, the other helper that I'm sending you is the spirit of truth but the world cannot see him they can't receive from him that that why because they don't understand him and the, world, the word there, world, is humanity. So I'm just going to interject there that he's saying people in the church, out of the church. Because he said, you can receive <clears throat> because I'm in you. Excuse me. He said, you can receive because I'm in you. But if you and I aren't developing within ourselves, and we're not aware of what He is saying to us and how to tap into Him, then we don't receive Him either when we really truly need Him. And I'm telling you today, you and I need Him in every situation every single day. You you and I need Him. Can you say amen to that? 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know... That you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? Do you not know that? That's what we've got to be stirred up about. Do you not know that he is here with you? He's here right now. He's here in you and he knows everything about everything. There's not anything that he doesn't know and he's in you. Not anything. Same book. Chapter 6 and verse 17, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. So we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We house the Holy Spirit. He's seated on the inside of us. And we, he said, but he who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. My spirit and the Holy Spirit have become one. We are one. My spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. Did you hear me? I mean, it, we're, we're not separated. It's not him and then me trying to understand it. We are one. When you got born again, you became one with him. Spiritually, spiritually speaking, there's no devil in the activity between your, your spirit and the Holy Spirit. The activity of the enemy is in your soul. That's why our soul has to be renewed so that we give no place to this. We give no place to anything but this. We give place to the fact that I'm one with him. So I want you to think about, as you are walking out different areas of your life, about being able to make a declaration like what I'm going to say to you right now. I want you to think about making a declaration to God that because I'm one with the Holy Spirit, because my body is a temple of the Spirit, and He lives inside of me, I want you to, to, to be, be challenged to, to make this commitment when you, when you believe you can, that, Lord, I'm never going to be moved ever again by any situation I face. Can you make that? Can, can a person make that commitment? I will never be moved ever again by any situation I face. What does that mean? It means a lot. It means every single time that something comes up or is worked up and you become emotional or the potential of you to become emotional about something that is happening. I don't care what it is. That you shut that down and you turn to the one that you're one with and you make declaration out of your mouth. Father, I know this is a real situation. I'm not denying it. But I know you have the answer. And I will not let myself be moved by this no matter what. The more that you're aware of his presence and you know that the Holy Spirit who knows everything about everything is inside of you and you know that he's here to equip you and give you the truth about every situation, then there's nothing ever in your life that you have to fret or be anxious or worried about. Because I'm talking about him. I'm not talking about you and I and our own ability. I'm talking about the fact that I am one with him. My body's the temple that houses him. So I have that capability of never being moved by what I see. Never being moved emotionally by anything that happens in my life ever. And there's there's days and seasons in our lives when God will challenge us to make commitments about that and walk it out. Does that mean that you'll never be moved? No. But you'll remember the commitment that you've made. You'll repent for it and rise up and change it. And the more you do that, the more you catch yourself allowing yourself to be moved by situations that in the natural, you being moved emotionally is not changing it. You getting upset and mad and frustrated and, <clears throat> and getting worked up That's not the answer that's going to change it. The answer that's going to change it is you submitting to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Those who walk in the Spirit will not allow themselves to become emotional. Not when you're walking in the Spirit. Not when you're walking with Him. Not when you're seated with Him. Not when you're connected with Him on a day-to-day basis. It's one thing to talk about it, it's another thing to experience it. And in the next few weeks, maybe the next couple of months, as we minister on the Holy Spirit, we're going to talk a lot about why people don't seem to get answers from the Holy Spirit. And I believe the number one reason is that people are led by their emotions instead of the voice of the Spirit. Can you say amen to that? Luke 4.18, Jesus said this at the beginning of his earthly ministry. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To, and, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to do those things. I'm telling you today, the Spirit of the Lord is not only on you, but He's in you. To do all those things and so much more. The Spirit on Him to help others was the knowledge He had of the Holy Spirit. He spent 30 years learning about this Holy Spirit. So, you know, when He told His disciples, I'm going to send you another helper... It's the spirit of truth. He wasn't just kind of grasping for straws. Well, that sounds good. No, he had studied about it. God had shown him. Father had revealed to him that there was another one coming that was going to replace him in his role on earth. He was here for three and a half years. He left, and now he's still here. He's at the right hand of the Father, but he's still here in the representation of the Holy Spirit, the three that are one, now it's the Holy Spirit that's in us, and now we've got to be what he was in the earth. But we've got to be that by submitting to what he submitted to. He came to the earth, Jesus did, and he said, I never do anything that I think. I only do what Father says. And the only way he knew what was right with Father was through the Holy Spirit. So if Jesus' success... Is totally based on what he heard from the Spirit. Who are we to think we're going to, have to be successful at anything without without yielding to the voice of the Spirit in every situation in our own lives? I'm talking about every situation. Ah, eh, you know, Pastor. You know those little things like that. God gave you a brain. Yeah, He gave you a brain, and if you use that brain without conferring with the Holy Spirit, that brain will get you in a bunch of trouble, in a bunch of trouble. (laughs) Yeah, he gave you the brain, and that's good, but that brain, that mind needs to be renewed. That mind has to be renewed with the truth of God so we can know when the Holy Spirit is truly speaking to us. And that's where I think today, that's where I think that people miss it, Um. I really have come to this realization that people just don't understand how to hear. And we're going to touch on that over these next few weeks in, in ministering on this. People just don't know how to hear. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not passing judgment on people's, you know, conversations that I have with people, but I'm judging the situation by the Holy Spirit when I talk to people to hear from God about, okay, how can I help that person? And most of the time, people will let you know where they're at in about five minutes, you can know why, they're, why what's not working is not working. And I, that's the thing I've been asking God. Father, help me to understand in a greater way how to convey what we're talking about today. In the world that we live in today and what's, prom- what's mostly promoted in this world is self-gratification being, being only concerned about yourself, taking care of yourself, and, 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 and so your focus is there. And most people don't have time to hear the voice of God when they're just taking care of themselves. How, how would you have time to learn to pray, do something with what you're hearing, spending time in that because they're so busy with so many other things, because they're in this trap that life is about you? It's only about you. You got to take care of yourself and protect yourself. When the scripture is totally different, now God wants us to be helping others. God wants us to cast every care in our own life because He's got us covered. He can care for your cares better than you care for it. Yes. Promise you, He can take care of them. But when you're holding the cares, you're trying to work it out on your own, and and so I've, I've been, you know, I've just. I have many, many different conversations with people. I just come across somebody. I was in a, I was in an Uber the other day, and I um, had a thirty-minute drive in an Uber with a guy, Javier. Why do you think I remember his name? He's on my list. Yeah, so he's telling me all about stuff going on. He's talking, and about. I mean, nonstop. And 20 minutes into the conversation, he says, so what do you do? And usually I'll say something like I'm in public relations or something like that, you know, just because people get weird with you. But no, no, that wouldn't. I said, I'm a pastor of a church. What? Oh, my gosh. He said, let me tell you this. So he talked for the next 15 minutes and told me about 18 years he spent in prison. And how the last three years he was in prison, he got born again because Copeland Ministries had preaching in the prison, and they gave him all kinds of books, and he got saved, and he got baptized in the Holy Ghost, and he said, and he said, now I'm out, and I'm driving for Uber, and and for what's the other one? Lyft, and. Uh, He said, I'm driving for them, but he said, I'm I'm doing, he said, I'm really helping with people and I'm doing this. And he said, I know I got a lot of sin in my life. And, you know, he's focused on that because he's not had that total renewal in his mind, you know. And uh, I stood there as I got out of the Uber. As I was riding, I thanked the Lord that I was able, that he sent this guy to me. So that I could pray for him every day because the words I speak over this guy, over Javier, will never return void. He didn't know who he, he didn't know who he came in contact with. Hmm? His name on my prayer list is Javier the Uber driver. Never forget him. That guy will grow and increase in the days ahead because of my prayers. I believe it. You know, I, I truly believe it. But I told him, he said, he said, uh, he said, you really, you really will pray for me? I said, every day. And this 40-some-odd-year-old guy just started crying, and he said, I just want you to know, I, I've never met anybody like you. I mean, you, right? I mean, we, we understand what he's saying. It's not about me. It's, you never, I mean, why would I spend 30 minutes listening to everything that the guy said, right? And then my my only thing that I said is I'm praying for you every day. And then I said this, I said the key to your success is learning how to hear from the Holy Spirit. And he goes, you know what he said? He said, I know you're right. I know you're right. But people, people are so busy with everything else they don't have time to understand what it actually means. What it actually means to hear the voice of the Spirit. Because I'm telling you, you should never, I, I'm just saying, that this isn't to put something on you, I'm saying, we, we should come to the place where we are never moved ever again by anything that we deal with. That should be our goal, never be moved. Because before whatever happened, the answer's already there, like the song that we sang. Even when it seemed like it not happened, it's there. And the more you believe in that, the more calm that you will be. And when you're calm, that's where you can hear the voice of the Spirit. When you're worked up and you're emotional and you're mad at everybody and everything and blaming everybody, right? I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about Christians that are mad and blaming everybody for everything that's wrong. You're not going to hear God. You're just not hearing I'm one with him. You're one. I'm one spirit with him. He and I are one. The way that my wife and I are one flesh, the Holy Spirit and I are one spirit. She and I are not one spirit. She has a spirit. I have a spirit. She's one with him. I'm one with him. But You and I, everybody sitting in here today, we are one spirit with him. Think about it. What can't we do and accomplish? John sixteen seven. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And he did it. And it's happened, and we have him, and today we have no excuse. Can you say amen to that? I'm saying today we have no excuse. We read that um, John 14 earlier, but I'm going to read the 26, 7, and 8th verse also in John 14. He said, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit... Verse 26, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will teach you all things. How can he do that? Because he knows everything about everything. He will teach you all things. He will show you everything you need to know. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That's why you need to be in the word. So that the Holy Spirit can bring to your remembrance the things you need in difficult times when your emotions want to run wild and the Holy Spirit wants to show you what the real truth is and what the answer is. Just think, Just sit there for a minute and think of something that works you up emotionally. Just sit there. I'm going to give you just a minute. I'm going to have you come up here and test up Just think about something that works you up emotionally. So I'll give you one that's pretty neutral. Um, my earthly father's been dealing with and struggling with Um, memory loss he lives in New Mexico and he's got a team of uh, women that are there with him throughout each day and they have responsibilities and you know they know what to do and there are days when like one of them doesn't show up and man it gets, you know, they're being paid well for this, and, and they just don't show up, and I want to get emotional. And, you know, they'll text, and then this didn't work or that didn't work, and it tries to stir you up, and, you know, one day my wife said to me, you know, you've, you've, got, to, you've got to get a grip of your emotions where this is concerned. I mean, I want what's right for my dad, and it's not right for them to not show up, and it's not right for all these things. But I can't, I cannot afford to allow myself to get stirred up emotionally by something because then I pull myself out of hearing from God about how to work the situation, fix it. how to to, to work on it. And, And what that looks like to me is this. Something happens, I can feel my emotions arise, then I've got to take a step backwards spiritually. I've got to take a step back, shut my mouth, number one, and begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. That's why praying in tongues is so absolutely vital to your walk with God. Because when you pray in the Spirit, the Scripture says, and we'll talk about this in the next few services on Wednesday. We'll talk about it some. But when you pray in the Spirit, your mind is unfruitful. You're not sure what to do. And as you're praying in the Spirit, then you begin to pray in the understanding or get the understanding of what it is that you need to do. That's the advantage that we have if we'll take advantage of that every day and in every situation. And I can just tell you, I know from watching people that most people don't do that. I'm talking I'm talking about Christians. Most Christians don't do that. They start praying after they've been emotional and after they're worked up and after things aren't working out and asking God for help. And I'm not saying that God doesn't give help at those times, but I I don't want to be behind the bus. I want to be ahead of the game, right? He's given us the ability and the advantage of being ahead of every situation that we face if we shut our emotions down, take authority over that. No, 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 shut up right now. I command those thoughts, those ideas to shut up. Father, I thank you. I acknowledge you today and begin to pray in the spirit. And in most situations, the more you develop that type of a lifestyle, in most situations, it's not going to take you more than about five minutes praying in the Spirit, and God's going to show you what to do. It's not some long, drawn-out on your face before God. I mean, there's times of that. But in most situations that I'm talking about on a day-to-day basis, it may just take you a couple of minutes. Just shut your mind down and don't allow yourself to react in the natural. And when we do that, that's where we see the results. He said, I'll bring to remembrance all the things. And then he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, always strings attached to peace that the world gives, not God's. And and notice, Jesus said, I'm going to give you my peace. Hmm? Not some leftover, run-down peace, but the peace of Jesus. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I'm going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Woo! Glory to God. Where I'm going, where I'm going is going to benefit you. So today, because he's at the right hand of the Father, because he's there and he's the living word, And he's the one being revealed to us, but he's revealed what the truth that's being revealed to us is by the spirit of truth. He's revealing all truth about every situation you face. One of the things that I've realized is when I take a step back, when I want to be emotional, when I take a step back inside of myself and I start praying in the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit gives me the truth about the whole situation. But you have to develop that. Can the Holy Spirit show me what actually went on in New Mexico at my dad's house when one of the women, you know, whatever, didn't, you know, didn't show up? Instead of being mad at what happened, listen to the Holy Spirit. He'll show you why it happened. He really will. I've realized that. Last couple of times something like that has happened with that or something else. You know, I've just noticed how much more that he tells me what the truth is. You ever had somebody say something or you heard somebody said something bad about you and, and, you know, it's come like through three different people. You know, it's been totally blown out of proportion by the time it gets to you. You step back. I'm not moved by them. I'm not moved by that. You begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, many times the Holy Spirit will say, you know what, they didn't even say that. Somebody else doesn't like you and they said something just about you and somebody took that and then told someone else and then told someone else and they told you and you're the worst thing on the planet. And the Holy Spirit will show you how those things are not true. And if they are true, he'll show you how to pray for people and not have to be mad at people. Why should you waste your time being mad at somebody that said something bad about you? That's a waste of time. Totally waste of time. And that kind of lifestyle is totally focused on what you think is more important. Because the Holy Spirit will not lead you in that way. He'll give you answers. He'll show you how to deal with something. I'm not saying that there's not... Times when something has to be dealt with, something has to be exposed, something has to be confronted, you know, all of that. But I'm, I'm telling you, when you learn to hear his voice, he'll show you how to do all those things. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so, just think about this today as I just kind of bring this to a close. I just wanted to tell you some things that I was going to discuss and talk about uh, on, in, in these uh, Wednesday nights about the Holy Spirit, but um, you know, nobody's going to teach you about the Holy Spirit except the church. Nobody, nobody will teach us because what we what we're taught in the church is that you must be born again. John three says you must be born again first, and then the whole, and then the church here we've taught you know, the second experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues that is for everybody. Say that. It's for everybody. Say that. Say it again. It's for everyone. Not just for a few people or if, you know, you've been chosen or some kind of deal. No, no, no. God's no respecter of person. If he did something for one, he did it for the other. He's no respecter of person. It's for everybody. Then... Once we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then we learn to walk in the spirit. That's what the church brings to the table, teaching us how to understand what that looks like, right? <clears throat> he wants us um, he wants us being conscious of him, number one, and as a result of being conscious of him, he wants us to trust him. And that's the thing, that's one of the things that we're going to discuss in the series is how important it is to trust the fact that he can really get over to you what you need. He really can. But you have to practice it. And it has to be something that is practiced continuously. It's not something you try a couple of times. It's not something you do a couple of times and get some results and then you just, you know, out of sight, out of mind. It's something that you practice all the time. In our Connect Equip that we're going to do in in developing a daily routine, we're going to talk about the importance there of how to build something and how how building a daily routine in the Word of God keeps you focused on what God's saying in His Word and not what everybody else thinks. And so, as a result of the Holy Spirit being in the inside of you, there's just I'm just throwing these out there to you. There's a number of things that he does. He builds you up. He helps you to hear the voice of the Father, the Holy Spirit does. He helps when we don't know how to pray, Romans chapter 8. Um, he helps you to be able to control your tongue not saying things that you don't need to be saying because death and life are in the power of what you say. Holy Spirit's there to convict you about, about the things that you say. There's a passage that says that David said, "I put a, Lord, put a watch over my mouth. Well, today on this side of the cross, you have to put a watch over your mouth by you submitting to the Holy Spirit. He's not gonna take over on the inside of you. You have to choose to do it. Can you say amen to that? Another thing that that the Holy Spirit brings to the table is rest and refreshing. Woo! Man, build you up and refresh you in the name of Jesus. And and the last thing I'm just mentioning right here is that Holy Spirit teaches you how to receive from God. Can you say amen to that? He teaches you how to receive. And I want want to read this last verse, uh, couple of verses of Scripture, four verses of Scripture actually. Um, I want to read this in light of everything that we've said and the awareness of how important it is for you to do what the Bible says, even if it doesn't make sense. I feel like a lot of people don't understand what we're talking about today because it doesn't make sense. And you have to push past what doesn't make sense until it makes spiritual sense to you and then your mind is renewed and you, you see that it really makes sense. But in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, and I'll end with this. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. He says, But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. He said, "I hasn't seen this, nor has ear heard this. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. He's revealed everything that he's done for us through his Spirit. So we've got to spend time with the Spirit. Verse 12 Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. How? By the Spirit. No other way. You're not going to know what God has done for you and what's in your future, what your destiny is, without the Holy Spirit. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with one translation says spiritual words. So as you pray in the spirit with spiritual words, then you understand and get revelation coming to you about what God has done for you, what he has prepared for you, and what your future looks like. Amen? Giving you everything you need to know day to day in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> I just wanted to end with this, this thought. Um, You remember you remember in I think it's in Luke maybe 1 or 2 where Mary said to the angel when he told her what was going to happen she said how can this be and her answer was uh, his answer was the holy spirit the holy spirit how can this be? Honest question, the Holy Spirit. You see, a person can say today, you know, how am I going to get healed? The Holy Spirit. By the Spirit. Through revelation coming to you about the fact that you're the healed in Christ Jesus. What about my destiny? The Holy Spirit. How do I raise my kids? The Holy Spirit. What do I do about this family situation? The Holy Spirit. That was Mary's, that was the angel's response to Mary. So the questions that you and I have today regarding anything in our life, it's the Holy Spirit. It's His presence, and He's here, and we just have to yield to that presence. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it,